This week on Podcast 17, we were finally able to bask in Neo Tokyo's glory, also Heart of Evil Napalm Edition, Bisunu's Party, and Age of Chivalry see releases as well. So stay tuned to Podcast 17. And welcome everybody to Podcast 17, episode 14921. It's uh, 28th of June, right? No. 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 Oh, I didn't update it's the July date on it. It's the 5th of July! It's the 5th of July, and uh, it's 10.15. We're about 15 minutes late. Sorry about that. We were having some problems live stream listeners. This week on the show, we have myself, as usual, William, um, Emmanuel. Hi, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel's back again. Hi, Daniel. Hey. Acart from the famous Ragnarok Arena. And we have Dave Traeger, Henley, from ModDB. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Um, right out of the bat, right out of the gate, I want to say that this week we are not doing the Ross Scott interview, the guy who created uh, Civil Production and Freeman's Mind. Um, he was going to be coming this week, but him and I had a little talk, and uh, since this week was the release in Neo Tokyo... Um, Bisunu's Party, Heart of Evil, Napalm Edition, um, Age of Chivalry Content Release 2. We decided that uh, we didn't want to take away from his interview. So he's going to be on next week, you know, so long as nothing big gets released. And uh, we'll have him on the show, and we're going to do like a straight just machinima episode. He's going to bring on some people that he works with. Um, We're going to be talking about some other machinimas, not just his. It's going to be a really good episode. So fantasmical it's it's such a disappointment because i'm actually looking forward to speaking to him but we have so much crap this week that we have to we have to postpone it yeah i really didn't i really didn't want to have him on and have him talk about things like neo tokyo it's just just didn't feel right yeah that that interview alone is going to be two hours or we're going to try to make it two hours right we got a lot of stuff to talk about because i really i really think machinima is a big part of the half-life community so that's good you no, it's not it's yes just it something is people do when they're bored it, you kidding it, except me? for ross scott who's really good at it <laughs> exceptionally talented at it <laughs> no 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 it's gonna be awesome dude and i Michigan... just like i just lo- i just love freeman's mind i i watched it did you see 10.5 the yeah. april fools yeah those those that was pretty good I watched them all at work in preparation for this week, but unfortunately, you know, not going to be here. It's okay. Oh. And actually, I was actually going to comment the guy on his use of a dead celebrity's voice. So, good for him. What, what celebrity <laughs> is he using? He used um, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Oh, yeah. He was like, Crocky. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah he notice. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm, Amer- I'm American, Australia, so... so. <laughs> I remember when he did Steve. So Irwin. any any anything that isn't British just sounds foreign to me. I don't know what it is. Hmm. All, All right. right. Anyway, um, also this week we got some special announcements for the Podcast Seventeen community. We have game servers brought to you by StrikerGameServers.com. Daniel's little company, actually. Oh, don't pin this on me. <laughs> um, it may sound sort of ghetto but we got a 45 up 45 down connection so these are professional servers um right now we have a neo tokyo server running and uh and we have a left for dead server sort of paused right now because of the neo tokyo hit um 
you can rock the vote every single server. The the Left 4 Dead server when it's back up, it'll be up this week when the uh, when the wave of Neo Tokyo sort of settles down. Um, you can rock the vote and you can play pretty much any custom map that's popular on leftfordeadmaps.com. So if you ever feel like playing like a custom map with a couple people and uh, you're in the Podcast 17 Steam community, you can just join our Left 4 Dead server, RTV it, and you can vote for any of your custom maps that you may or may not want to play. So we got that up, and uh, we'll be bringing up different servers, and we'll have temporary servers to do the post-show play sessions. And this week, we will be playing on our own Neo Tokyo server. So it'll be locked, and it has awesome ping, and there'll be enough slots for everybody. So this is going to be a really good play session. So all you live stream listeners, stick around. And all you people who aren't listening to live stream, you're missing out. So you should start tuning in live Sunday, 10 a- or 10 a.m. EDT, negative 4 GMT. So. It's easy for you to say. Make it so difficult for people to join with all these high like things that you've got for the time zones and stuff. Just say GMT. That's all you need to say. <laughs> yes, but then all the ignorant Americans be like, GMT, what's that? Oh, we, we use EST here in this podcast. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, the Americans have no idea. It's like a lose-lose situation. If, if you're converting the time, it's 10 a.m. New York time. That's what people always ask me, like, what city is that in? New York. So if you're using, like, a time zone converter, put New York, and then you'll you'll get your time. That's that. Or so you anyway. just use GMT, so fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. You would expect people to do math. Yeah. Um, also, lastly on Podcast 17 News, Philip from Planet Philip wanted me, and it's not really Podcast 17 News, but uh, he wanted me to mention that Valve Community is up for grabs if anybody wants it. He's not... Well, I guess he is sort of abandoning the project, but he's not throwing it away into the garbage. He wants to give it off to some people who are dedicated, hardworking. Um, if anybody is interested in taking over Valve Community, which is that accumulation of various Half-Life community sites, um, email him, planetphilip at gmail.com, or you can go to planetphilip.com or valvecommunity.net. And, uh, is get all he just selling the domain name, or is he selling site and stuff or is he not selling anything he's not he selling it he's just gonna give it to somebody who wants to work on it i mean the domain will still yeah. be there they'll be able to work on the site it's just if anybody's it, interested okay, so, yep all right that makes more sense mm-hmm. it's like a charity except you win work forever <laughs> it's, it's like true. getting a puppy except it doesn't poop on you <laughs> no you gotta clean up after the poop though still did you know that you can have a pet wildcat you can have a pet a lot of things. Yeah, How much yeah, do you have? but we're talking like panthers. I, I could not believe it. I saw this the other day. Oh, wow, pet squirrel. <laughs> I've always wanted a pet squirrel. My friend had yeah. a pet squirrel. Dude, uh, you're nuts. I want. I, I would actually like a potbelly uh, pig. They're cute. What? Ferrets, they are the best. Oh, ferrets yeah, smell, though. I heard they best. smell, like, really bad. Not yeah, really. but you can, it. you can just burn incense or something because they're too cute to give up. Well, you can actually give them something and it reduces the smell. Yeah, okay. Plus, most pet stores sell Deodor. undeodorized, yeah. But what, what makes them smell, though? It's probably their fur, the way they sweat. Probably their anus. <laughs> their scent glands, <laughs> their muskrats. <laughs> anyway, Emmanuel, do you have anything to apologize for this week? No... Not really. Last, yeah. week, last week was an okay podcast. Didn't say anything. I didn't offend Jews or anything like that. So we're well, good. Well, guess now what? You've got an <laughs> guess what? You're going to be apologizing <laughs> for next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. 
<laughs> All right, moving on to straight from the mouth of Valve. Um, Dan, you want to take this? Um, uh, maybe. Or uh, no, let's have Emmanuel take it. Emmanuel, you take straight from the mouth of Valve. You usually take it. Dan, you straight can take media from blitz. the mouth of goddamn Valve. Look at this. I want to do release list. First, just can okay. I say, rest in peace, Billy Mays. You will always be remembered. Yeah, he did die. That's did true. die, and I'm a little sad about that. But uh, first off the list, we have our beloved Steam Klein update, which seems to be every week. I don't know why we comment on them, but there is a Steam update, so uh, check that out. We also have a Steam SDK update, so for the 80% of our listeners, check that out. I'm sure something useful is there. Wait a sec, Um, Um, is this, Dan, is this SDK really that important? It's important enough. I mean, if you want to play custom maps. Yeah, okay. Well... And plus the update that was released for um, for the Source SDK this week, the update itself wasn't that important, but the fact that they fixed some of the um, more annoying bugs was welcome. That's good. Hammer will no longer randomly zoom in for no reason. That's definitely good, I'm assuming. <laughs> All right, continue, Emmanuel. Sorry, I just wanted to ask Dan. Um, we have uh, an interview with uh, Doug Lombardi on Left 4 Dead 2, which... Uh... Which it's it's okay to read. It, I'm done with Left 4 Dead too. I really am. I can care less. These two interviews that we have with uh, computer and video games up there, and uh, the other one with joystick, they're pretty much the same interview. Um, really? I perused them this morning. The if you're gonna read any of them, read the computer and video games one because literally the joystick one, that's also on this list. Um, it's basically like. So, why did you add incinerator rounds? And they're like, well, because, you know, they catch on fire. That's cool. So, what does the charger do? It charges. Oh, okay, that's cool. What does the witch do? It's a little bit more witchy. Oh, okay, that's cool. Like, that's all this interview is. It's nothing uh, interesting. Joystick and Kotaku are the worst gaming news outlets in the world. <laughs> but uh, the, computer uh, and video games... Kotaku's not too bad. It's, yeah. You just gotta... You gotta get through the shit, though. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta get through their opinionated shit. bullshit. It yeah. is really bad. They, they comment on the stupidest stuff. <laughs> They're the worst, but everything else is... Um, is They're so damn quick, bad. though. That's the thing. Yeah, That's why is. I read yeah. You're right, well, Dave. I've, I've been itching to talk about this. Have you seen this video? Have online? Mm-hmm. I've no. seen it. No, I haven't oh, yeah. seen it. <laughs> See, uh, what I don't get is when a Korean company copies TF2, it's, oh, my God. The world's come crumbling down. What, what's going to happen? But when EA does it with Battlefield Heroes, it's okay. <laughs> because Battlefield Heroes wasn't a blatant ripoff. Are you that serious? Copy- yes, they, I am serious. They took a childish, cartoonish remake of an existing game. Actually, uh, Emmanuel, to be more precise, what they were emulating was Saturday morning cartoons, not TF2. That's, yeah, yeah, he's well, a little bit right. No, I think the, the, the lighting is there. They created Have you played lighting. it? And they took that. How Emmanuel, they didn't. They didn't patent. In, co- they didn't copyright or patent the the use of cell shaded cell shaded models. No, they, they, it isn't cell shaded. Yeah. Um, Valve actually wrote their own uh, rendering um, method for TF2. It's called Fong Lighting, and uh, they took. No! Ah! Fong Lighting is not a TF2 specific thing. They. Yeah, yes, it is. They did write their own um, shaders, but it is but, but, not fun lighting. They they wrote their own implementation to it to give it that color, that kind of cartoonish look. 
ish, and it's more of a soft Okay, I'm right. You're wrong. Anyways, have online. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a completely blatant ripoff, and it is yeah. really bad. But as checks. You know, hang on, hang on a sec. I was talking to my friends about this actually. We first thought that this was a mod. Then we, you know, looked into it a bit more, and it was actually a game. So I said to them. What would happen if someone made a mod for that game, replacing all the characters with TF2 characters? <laughs> what would happen? You would just the world blew my implode? mind. No. <sighs> you just have a third-person TF2. Which is it third-person? Like yeah, it is third-person. At first, I, I haven't seen any of this, so. Oh no, you have to. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, if you like anime cat girls, then this is right up your alley. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the screenshots because I don't want to play the video right now, and it's chicks, and that's hot. And some of these chicks are hot, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Especially the scout one. It's hot. Anyway. You just like I anime did. cat girls, boy. You need to call your addiction for one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I guess stuff. that's the TF2 ripoff. Yeah. Well, cool. uh, then we have the joystick interview, which we just talked about. So, And then we are on to the release list. Yep. So uh, take it away, Daniel. Alrighty, first off, we've got Neo Tokyo. I'm no, sure we got very hard mod. What everyone. about very mod, hard mod? I was gonna do hard mod second, or else people would be like, "Wait, you forgot something." <laughs> okay, we'll we'll start. We'll get right into Neo Tokyo then. All right, so Neo Tokyo was released this week. Yes, I'm sure that there is not a single person in the uh, live stream that hasn't heard about this. But if you haven't, it's kind of a big thing. It kind took about big... five years, and it shows. It is a Fantastic mod. Do you guys want the actual like a no, 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 Ackart. What? You you can't just say it's a fantastic mod. You played it for six minutes, got bored, and went and played TF2. Actually, Something he started playing Oblivion. Yes, yeah, Oblivion. there is a difference. <laughs> Actually, no, I was playing Bioshock. Oh yeah, and Bioshock. It wasn't six minutes. It was like twenty minutes. You can't. You no. You don't. No, that you don't like the game if you only play it for twenty minutes and then go play something else. What? Wait, I want to. I want to hear first. First, because I know everybody else's impressions. Dave, I want to hear your impressions on Neo Tokyo and your thoughts on it. Um, well, I've only played it with the devs because I haven't had time to uh, play games uh, recently. And um, so my impressions of it was that uh, it's it's a very... I, I don't know how to explain it, but you know how you play a Half-Life mod and it feels like Half-Life? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even like other mods like dystopia and whatnot they still kind of have that half-life feel you know like you still run at the same pace that you would expect a half-life mod to go and you still get shot the same way and it still feels like you know all that sort of shit but when you play neo tokyo there's this uh different feeling that comes across it's like they've used the engine to maximize how different the actual gameplay is like people say oh it's just counter-strike in the future (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's it's very unique like you, you kind of have to play it to understand but i'm sure you guys would agree with that right like no 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 that i i don't i don't think you realize how close this podcast came to never coming back <laughs> on friday night because they would not stop saying that it was just counter-strike in the future and i almost killed mm. someone <laughs> well okay i i don't know who to ask next but emmanuel i guess emmanuel what are your thoughts on the tokyo 
it is it's much better i'll say this it, it is much much better with a lot of people because that was something i was worried about i thought man i'm probably just enjoying it because people are just you know they everyone's pretty good with it and they're play testers and they're obviously just you know playing the game as it's intended and one of my worries was that once you got into public servers it was going to dumb down and just be counter-strike but no it's it's good so that you know was what? my I, worry i'm gonna have to agree with or disagree with you right now to be honest um well, no, 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 because I really think right now it is dumbed down of what it really can be. I think Neo Tokyo at this moment has to get over a hump, and that hump is people have to start learning how to play the game. I'm, I've been playing Neo Tokyo a lot. I played it a lot yesterday um, because it came out on Friday. We played it that night, and then I played it a lot on the Saturday. And there's a lot of people who still don't understand that it's a shared capture-the-flag objective system. And this is what I want to do right now. I want to explain Neo Tokyo to everybody who listens to this podcast and explain how the game works so that when we play the play session, everybody is communicating, everybody's on the same page. So the way Neo Tokyo works, and it's sort of unique in that um, it is a capture the flag system, but each team doesn't have their own flag. There's a shared ghost, and it's essentially the flag. And it spawns randomly throughout the map. Um, each team has to get to the ghost, and the first person who gets to the ghost, essentially, can grab it, and they have to take it back to their extraction point. Now, each team has their own separate extraction point. So, um, you're not going to the same extraction point as the other team. So, the gameplay changes dramatically once the ghost is taken. Because not only now is the other team trying to get the ghost, but they're trying to protect or defend, they should be trying to defend, the enemy extraction zone. They should try to get there before they can. Um, also, a lot of people don't understand this, but, uh, when you have the ghost in your hand, you can see enemy positions, and this gives you an advantage, because you're supposed to be communicating with your other teammates, and telling your other teammates where the enemies are. Not a lot of people right now, at this point in time, are communicating with each other, you know? Somebody will have the ghost, and they'll just sling it on their back and pull out the pistol, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna get it to the extraction point, when really... When you have the ghost, you should be staying behind everybody else and calling out enemy positions. And I, I've i never gone into a server, and maybe somebody else can tell me that they have, and I would be very happy. I've never gone into a server where somebody had the ghost and they were calling out enemy positions, and it pisses hey man, the shit a, out of me. It's a, it's a brand new game. you got to give people a, a bit of leeway here. There's a lot of people coming in and just experiencing all the hype. And I think that when it gets to a certain point, the player base will die down from like, oh, I'm over this sort of people. And then you get the people that will stick around. And then after that phase, you get the people who are serious. And that's when they start making clans and, you know, doing like proper battles and stuff like that. Playing with people who actually know the game, it took me about two hours to fully understand just about everything there is to know about that game. But it's kind of like poker in the sense you can understand what needs to happen, but being good at it will take you some time. Right. That's why I'm I saying guess. right now in its current state, Neo Tokyo has to get over a hump. It's not going to be a very hard hump to get out because um, Neo Tokyo is releasing, the team is releasing all these new hits, hints. But right now, I think the biggest problem with the mod is that you know the the community still doesn't understand it very well, and that's not their fault. That's not the team's mm. fault. It's just right now, in the natural many, progression of any mod, is that people have to get over the learning curve, first of all. How many maps did they release with it? I wasn't um, aware. I, never I think had. it was like 8? 12. 12? 12? That's, that's a lot. They sh Personally, I, I would have uh, liked to see them release with maybe 4. Mostly oh, because no, it gives, uh, it gives I, them... 
hang on, hang on, Emmanuel. Just let me finish what I'm saying, then you can reply. Yeah. Um, it gives them the chance to have uh, the players understand the game with a small amount of maps um, because then they're not bombarded with content. And it also gives um, them the ability to release content over time, in a sense, to keep the player base active, if you know what I mean, with new content. So having them all just trying to devour all these maps and strategies because there's maps that play completely different from other maps in this game. So they're not like the same thing on each map. They're, they're different styles of play and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, so I, w- I would have liked to see that happen, but you know. No, they they've polished these maps so much that I have to. I would I would not say that if if it was ten mediocre maps, then yeah, I understand. But it had no problem with natural selection. They had ten maps ish, and they had no problem. And that, and that was a game where it was way more complicating than Neo Tokyo. And keep in mind, Neo Tokyo has uh, all of these objectives on your screen that you can see through uh just throughout the entire map so it points everything out for you it's just a matter of people learning that it, both teams are going after the objective um, you have to work together once you do get to the objective and it is a team game and that's going to be a big problem because prominently people who play well mods and and for source are usually not tactical or they're not very um team based so age of chivalry is a great game but it's not very team-based so it's, yes walk down a line and chop off heads until your head gets chopped off yeah, <laughs> yeah so let's look into that uh, everyone's really confused at the moment they're thinking what the hell is going on why am i not getting headshots so and everyone's trying out the new classes and the guns and everything so in a few days i think it'll settle down and you'll see more of that but me and william were he got the uh i got the ghost and we were like stealthing around and i was telling him where dudes were and he, we were covering each other's asses and stuff is really good yeah but we were sort of prepared for that I, I i see what dave's saying and i agree with dave about the maps because i'm i'm at a point now where i understand the gameplay i understand how the game works but every time i join a server it's always a new map and it's always a map i've never seen before and the thing with neo tokyo is they don't they don't map just in 2d space and the number one mod that i can think that does this is decadence and even though decadence is such a good mod their maps are completely like flat only 2d space every single neo tokyo map has some three-dimensional element where you're going vertically and that makes it a little bit difficult because even though emmanuel like you're saying there's these hud elements where it's pointing you to go to the ghost or pointing you to go to the extraction points it could be either up or down and you still have to find those staircases or ladders that bring you up and down and without knowing the map that can be really difficult so you're running around sort of like with a chicken with his head cut off um, and I'm right now I'm sort of fed up how every time I join a new server it's a new map that I've never played before. I just sort of want to play the maps that I'm I'm used to now. Yeah, it's about easing the community into the game. That's that's all it is really. But, well, keep know, in mind they want uh, it's their game. So. <laughs> well, oh, by the way, hi uh, F- FCC, I see you there. Sorry. I see you. Oh. Anyway, go on. Dan? Plus, on the uh, subject of the maps, there are a few maps that have some issues where you'll get stuck in. Um, props or whatnot, and if they held those maps off for a bit, polished them up a bit more, could have alleviated both problems. Oh, that, mm. that that's um, something that's very hard to deal with, um, especially when you got leaning and you got character movement and that it's not based on your movement, like from grenades and whatnot, you can get stuck in just about anything. That's... Well, that's... I, I think that's a source limitation in a sense, but... Uh, 
It's easy fix. You just got to shoot the prop that you're stuck in. Just everyone playing at home. Or spam jump. Stuck in a... Yeah, just shoot the prop you're stuck in. Yeah, so, but yeah. it wasn't like a grenade or anything. It, um, the one map that comes to mind is the airstrip map where you had to shoot uh, doors down and you can get stuck in a table really easily. And it's just accidentally walking into it while shooting it. Just I get small bugs. I get stuck mm. in the ghost every single time. If, if the ghost... No, I'm not kidding. If the ghost is in like a little box... You know, sometimes they're in a box and not just sitting on the ground. And if I pick up that ghost, I get stuck in the box. And there's sometimes when I cannot get out of that, and I just look like an idiot. I'm standing there holding the ghost in my hand, and the enemy team just mows me down. Like, how is something like that overlooked? It's Well, that's the thing. As soon as you release it to the public, um, you get a whole new, fresh set of eyes on this product. And... Uh, you know, that's something that every mod has to deal with. As soon as you release, as soon as people get their grubby little mitts on it, you, they start to find bugs because they're not focused on finding bugs. You know, they're just playing. And, you know, that that is something that a lot of mod teams still miss out on. It's getting fresh, <clears throat> a fresh set of eyes onto the product to beta test it because they're the, you got to get those first impressions. And they're the first impressions that are the ones that, are the most important because if they get stuck you've done something wrong because you want to get those first impressions to last to be good you know so um that's why you're probably finding a lot of bugs and stuff like that and that's just natural for anything i do i just love the, the our concerns with the mom that we're just no, that, that's all we have to say about it yeah you're a little bit robotic again emmanuel oh sorry Anyway, guys, do you want to hear the uh, stats on how much this mod was downloaded? Yes, please. sure. Too much. Yeah? yeah. Let me just pull it up. Okay, while you're pulling that up, I just want to mention one more thing about the map subject. I mean, we're going to be talking a lot about Neo Tokyo, but this map topic, we talked to the Neo Tokyo team before, and they said they're not releasing, you know, the FDG or the FGD, whatever it is, um, or any of the editing tools. And I don't think they're in sort of an iteration cycle where they want to release a lot of versions. So I think the version of Neo Tokyo we're seeing right now is a version of Neo Tokyo that we're going to be seeing for a long time. I mean, unless there's some really big bug that they got to fix, and it'll be like a, maybe like a one meg update or something, I don't think they're going to be releasing any new maps for an extremely long time, nor will, be they, nor will they be opening up the custom content you know, scene. So I think Neo, the team was a little bit torn with those two things with what dave was saying in that well if we throw a lot of maps at them it's going to be harder to sort of sway them into the gameplay element and at the same time since we're not releasing any custom content and we don't want to release a lot of versions of this mod um people might get bored you know a couple months down the line with the current map set that we have so if i were a mod developer that'd be a really hard decision to make and I I don't know how I would make that decision, so we'll see how we'll see how this pans out. Mm. Okay, it's better so more than a problem. looking at the downloads um, right now, uh, with on ModDB and all our external mirrors, we have had more than sixteen thousand downloads. That's pretty damn good. That's a lot of downloads. And uh, to give you an idea, the mod of the year. Um, is a pretty big event for mod for mod DB. Like we serve, you know, easily three million people, you know, in that time span. And uh, their site, their profile has had almost the same amount. 
Well, they were uh, they were funneling because their site was basically getting slammed, so they were funneling all the traffic to ModDB. So that helped. And that's saying a lot, man. Like, yeah. um, even if it's just people coming from external sites, that's saying a lot because um, we do a lot of promotion promotion work on the Mod of the Year awards, and uh, it's hard to top that. It really is. So, and oh yeah, um, they got the hype. Our servers, our servers are basically running at nearly 100% capacity solely because of Neo Tokyo. Even Filefront. Filefront got hit pretty hard, too. I noticed Filefront yeah, was Filefront going super has, slow. Filefront um, has 13,177 downloads. Hmm. And that's mostly because um, our servers were at 100% capacity for a lot of the time, and Filefront was pushed to the side when the big people came in and started grabbing it, so... I have to admit, when Neo Tokyo was released, I had three separate downloads going for it, um, and whichever one sort of was going faster, I canceled the other ones. I think I had a mod DB download going, the Heavy Weapons Guy one, and some anime site, and the anime site was actually the one that I was getting like 800 kilobytes per second on, so I was like, sweet, just keep it on this. Three? I had six, and a torn. <laughs> <laughs> But I really wanted it. Um, and then this, the, also, on, though, the server, the... What, Emmanuel? Go on. I was just about to say, the server was released a day before, so there was a lot of hype beforehand as well. They were a little bit late with the server files because I didn't get them the day before. I got them the day, the Friday, not the Thursday. And uh, even those, those, even that download was getting slammed, and there was, like, easily 500 to 600 people in their server Neo Tokyo channel alone. And that's just server admins. And when the game came out, we saw... God, that was... The the amount of servers that were out when I booted this game up was immense. I've never seen that many launch servers, ever, in any game. Retail or mod. It was hey, nuts. man, they, want to, they all want to get a piece of the pie. Yeah. And I if mean, I... think about it this way. If you make a, if you make a uh, server for Neo Tokyo and you have your server advertisement posting up you're basically getting free ad- advertising well it's not really free because you're giving bandwidth out but you know you get the idea so they're capitalizing on the success of a free game yeah we so had now, uh we had podcast 17 name up there on release date so i was happy jacob's probably going to kill me because we didn't have the striker game server's name so. Probably. <laughs> uh, if I could defend myself from Emmanuel's constant attacks for a second, just because I didn't like the gameplay of Neo Tokyo doesn't mean I thought it was a bad game. It has so much polish and so much work in it. The gameplay is just not for me, though. I think a lot of people are going to find that. But a lot of people find that with a lot of different games. So. My, that- uh, well, I'm just saying, I was just teasing you, but uh, I think that, uh, that uh, keep in mind, They've had how many years of of pimping this thing, um, and how many years worth of people following it, following it to, to generate these numbers. If they didn't generate these numbers, and I'd be disappointed. Yeah, I remember um, watching the Neo Tokyo updates on Planet Half Life back when they were showing um, Thermal Vision in Lockdown. Back when the SDK first came out, so that shows how long they've been developing this mod. Now let's talk about visuals of Neo Tokyo before we get into gameplay. Um, is there anybody here that thinks the visuals are somewhat subpar, or anybody want to comment what? on that? See, no, I'm just, like... I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think so, but I know maybe. 
somebody? Um, no. I think they kind of reached the limitations of the Source engine. I mean, if they picked another engine that had higher fidelity, I think they could have done a lot more. But uh, what do you yeah. mean higher? It's as good as a game can look at the at this frame rate. I've I never dropped below sixty frames a second. It was perfect. I mean, yeah, like uh, I for it. example, there is certain limitations in the Source engine that is purely cosmetic. And uh, if you were to go to a higher fidelity engine, like say CryEngine or something along those lines, then I think you know you'd probably get a much nicer looking game out of Neo Tokyo and out of the uh, artists that they have. But um, you know, as far as the Source Engine goes, they've done a tremendous job. You know, I really think, and the reason the maps are beautiful. They're talking about this, and Nick is posting it to us. They're talking about this in chat. the uh, The maps are beautiful. Oh my God, I haven't seen better maps in a long time but i agree the weapons look awesome but the weapon animations are subpar and i know dan when we were playing you were complaining about the uh the knife animations hey, there are uh, some straight lines on, William, oosh, i'm just gonna oosh. stop you right there i'm gonna yep. stop you right there you're only picking on this is because this is the only thing you can see as a fault right you're not picking on it because you hate it right you have i to, guess but i'm trying to i'm trying to address every single category of of the mod so i mean okay, we just talked example, about if another mod with subpar maps came out with these weapons and these animations would you say the animations are amazing i don't think so i'd say both are subpar all right just checking <laughs> but i mean it, it it stands out that's what i'm saying dave you're playing a mod that's so polished the maps are so beautiful everything is is done so well five years development cycle and the mod just visually makes you come in your pants but then you're playing it and you notice right off the bat i mean we were playing it and i noticed five minutes into it that these animations just didn't seem on the same level as like the the the, the player animations are fine but the weapon animations and the first person weapon animations were boring they, they didn't have anything that were really pushing it to the same level that the maps were or the gameplay was that's what i'm saying it was very noticeable comparison to to all the other things that were such high production value i, I the models were i think the models don't matter i think that because when you when you play you're not looking at the the gun models and i think i they realize that well yeah <laughs> with your developers so <laughs> For the most part, you're not looking at them, so they they realize, well, this is something that's going to get old quick. This is an asset we don't want to spend too much time on. Whereas in the maps, those turbines that were spinning at the top of the the level, they actually casted shadows. So when you walk by yeah, those them, those are beautiful. This is beautiful. I'm get, I'm getting dynamic shadows on on everywhere. It's just it's great. So I'm glad. I think they they all allocated the resources appropriately. I that's think my favorite. I think my favorite part about Neo Tokyo is in-game props, easily. One of my favorite parts is all the in-game props that they have. I wonder how many they oh, actually. You're modeled. a fan of uh, the anime series Ghost in the Shell, then I assume. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I am, but I mean, you don't see that enough, and they enough in mods nowadays. And you could tell they really worked hard on deciding what props should be on the maps, where to put them, and what they should look like. And even you know, Emmanuel I'm just said, "Happy they, they haven't got like a, a Half-Life 2 shotgun in there." <laughs> <laughs> that was real, man. <laughs> Okay, we're just going to pause for a second because Thomas is in the Skype. Thomas? You've ruined the surprise. Well, he's here. What did, What else did you want to say? Surprise. He's start talking and then people will be like, whoa, it's Thomas. No, he's not here yet. Well, I didn't know he wasn't talking. Yeah, yet. he is. He's right there. 
But he's not saying anything. Maybe he forgot how to use a microphone at Bible camp. <laughs> Dave has to pee anyway. Okay, Dave, go pee. Thomas? Ooh. Okay, there he is. <laughs> Hi, Thomas. How's how's camp? <laughs> Dear God, oh, they sucked the life right out of him. Dead. That's cute. <laughs> Thomas? Ooh. Are you going to say how camp was? Or how it is? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> is it that bad? I'm going back. And they're going to get me. <laughs> Did you get to play Neo Tokyo? Do they have the internet there? You, you must, you must be mistaking these people for Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you at least get to see anything about Neo Tokyo? Do you have anything to say about Neo Tokyo, Thomas? It looks very shiny. Yeah, but you weren't I, really looking forward to it to begin with, because it's not your gameplay no. type anyway. No. Yeah. Exactly. My my other thing, I'm just trying to stir up comments on the game, and these are some of the points that I've jotted down about Neo Tokyo. So I hope Dave is back. Dave is back, okay. Um, to anybody else, because to me, it feels like all the classes are essentially the same, except one can run real fast, has less health, one is a little bit stronger, but they all pretty much get the same weapons. They do have the different, uh, like, thermal night vision and motion yeah, but... view thing, though. I don't think there's enough difference between the classes. No. Okay, well, what would make the difference any better? I mean, think about it. Like, uh, in most classes, they have, you know, the fast guy, the medium guy, and which is good at everything, and uh, then they go the heavy guy, obviously. Like, how could how could you make it any more simple and easier to understand rather than diluting it with, like, nine classes or something crazy like that well i know because the one extreme is is like something like tf2 where you have just like you said dilution of many classes but the number one thing that i can think of is decadence again and they have the the two classes are very separate from each other you have a light class that really strong at some at at what it's strong at and the heavy class which is really strong at sort of defensive stuff i find well, that's that because they uh they lock you into your weapons and whatever class you choose you're stuck with those weapons right but so why can't they lock you into a sort of gameplay style in neo tokyo i find that whether i'm playing medium or heavy it's essentially the same thing except the heavy goes slower and the medium can cloak it's not no i this is this is harking back to the problem we we were talking about earlier where because uh the game's still new a majority of the gameplay is not being played properly because people aren't playing it right if if you look at the videos you'll see that the guy who was playing recon was uh was jumping around and, and flanking and being stealthy that's why i play recon because you have way more leeway with getting away with stuff that you normally wouldn't whereas if you're playing assault yes technically he's better because he has more health and armor and he gets all the cool abilities and he can see through invisibility but um, he doesn't have all the cool movement abilities, so you're pretty locked down whenever you get, whenever you're you're, you're cornered. And and when you get the uh, the assault, when you get the heavy guy, that pretty much lends you to just hang back and support 
and just kill everything you see because you're indestructible. So I think there's enough differentiate uh, distinction between all the classes myself. Mm, I but agree I with the manual here because um, in a high level play, like playing with the developers, this is my only experience, mind you. Um, when you play with guys who know what they're doing, the classes are really the difference in between the classes are really evident. So, see, I can, yeah. I can agree. There is a giant difference between the light class, you know, the recon class and the heavy class. But w when you throw in that assault class, the medium class in between, I don't find the difference that great anymore. And and, and then I start to question whether or not the medium class is really worth it. I'm I'm not saying it brings the mod down, and I'm not trying to start shit. I know it sounds like I'm trying to start shit, and I apologize if that's what it sounds like. I'm just trying you to address bastard. some of the things that I've noticed, you know, playing through the game. Because I want Neo Tokyo to be perfect, and I think a lot of people are riding sort of the development scene on Neo Tokyo. And these are sort of the things that I see people talk about in-game, and that I see people complaining about, so... I'm not trying to start well, shit. that's because they haven't had um, a long time to play it, like... Since release, that is not a long time to play a game. What has it been out for? Like, not even five days now. So, it's you know that's no matter how long you play. If you played it for forty hours, that is bugger all time compared to the amount of time the developers put in. So, you kind of have to play with people who know what they're doing to understand what the classes are really all about. And uh, believe me, I've seen recon classes fucking own. Like, mm -hmm. oh my god, like an entire team just destroyed by one recon class because he's a smooth motherfucker. And that's all there is to it. You know, I've seen a, a, one team decimated by one support guy because he knew what the hell he was doing. You know, it's all about that. It's it's not about, like, playing into the strengths of each class. It's playing into you pick a class to play how you feel you want to play. It's not about, oh, this class is better than this class. It's about if you play, if you're normally the type of guy that plays and soaks sports, the support is for you. If you're the type of guy that runs around quickly and you're capable of doing that, then you pick the recon. That's all it really is. It's, it's nothing too much more deeper than that, in my personal opinion. It's more about expressing yourself through the game in a, in a type of character that you'd like to play. Yeah, you're right. You are right. So I guess the question remains now: What's next for Neo Tokyo? What do you guys think is oh, next no, no, for Neo Tokyo? No, here's here's a question I have: What's next for the modding community? Because who mentioned, uh, who said something about it killing, not killing, but making, changing the mod community? Because well, we mentioned that in the interview. Expecting. Yeah. Yeah. What what did you call what did you call this sort of mod, Dan? But Gigamod. A Gigamod, right? A Gigamod, because Neo Tokyo is a g genetic. Or you know a general giga mod where it sort of shuns out the smaller mods. Um, I don't think Neo Tokyo would really bring down other mods, but uh, it certainly does no, set a standard now. It, well, if you want to set standards, I mean, this was kind of developed in the same vein that a AAA title would be developed. It's not like these guys are just like oh we'll just come home from work maybe do an hour or two you know it's like they are full on with their development it's not something to be sniffed at you know so these guys did do a lot of hard work and the only way that you could benchmark this or say that you know everyone is going to try to do this type of stuff now is if you get the same like-minded people saying hey let's try find a team and get this together but these guys have been doing it for so long and you know, they've already had one previous release before this. That's right. On the Unreal Tournament 2004 engine, they actually released Neo Tokyo. 
So, you know, they've had the experience and they know what they did wrong and now they're doing it right. So the only benchmarking I see is by like, you know, how much the team actually works together, not about like what is capable of the source engine or modders in general. It's all mostly about the teams, you know. It, one one Joe Smo nobody cannot do a Neo Tokyo. Like they they won't be able to do a Neo Tokyo. It's virtually impossible. It's four years of hard work by a very dedicated team. No, you're right. But I'm just asking about sort of the lowly developers if this sort of um, wanes them away from wanting to do modding because they think, well, I can't do anything like this. What am I supposed to do? You in, know, by in myself. My s- in my sick and twisted mind in the car the other day, I, I rationalized a way that this was going to help the modding community, but I forgot it. I think, in a <laughs> way, it will, in a way, it, of course, it's going to make mod developers say, well, this is, you know, look how much time and effort they put into this and look how pretty and good it is. But maybe it's going to let mod developers say, well, Working by because one 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 of the plights of mod developers is that they don't work together. Well, most of the time, mod developers will get together, maybe for very short amounts of time. Or, you know, for instance, I'm playing Coastline Atmosphere, and that's just the one mapper from from Strider Mountain, and he did that all by himself, and I really like it. But you know, it could have been much better if he had some some other guys on the team with there to help him. So uh, maybe this will help mod developers get together and say, yeah, communicate and say, listen, we can't just go and do our own thing from now on. There's a certain level of, of quality people are expecting now, and we have to deliver on that. I want to hear Dan's opinion, because Dan is a... You, no, a you moment. don't. You don't. But Dan, what are your opinions being sort of... Because you are sort of an independent developer. You make a lot of mods for Half-Life 2. My um, only issue with the way they did things is it took them five years to get one release out for the Source Engine. And my fear is that a lot of mod developers are going to try the same exact thing. Oh, don't release until it's perfect. And where's the bar for perfect? Um, Having that massive amount of content, I'm afraid that a lot of mods, that if they try to um, take that view, and a few mods already have, I mean, Insurgency took a while. We haven't seen No More Room in Hell and so on. I don't really want to point fingers. It's just um, examples. And I'm afraid a lot of mods are going to die because they just never get anything out. And then they look back one day and go, what's the purpose? I think mod teams have to understand that if you are going to take that point of view, you better be you know, solid. You better be a solid team that is not going to back down from what you're working at because that type of development cycle will you know, really drain you. Almost. You know what I would like teams to learn from this, and I think Ryan from ModDB will agree with me, is that uh, the PR side of things that these guys did, if teams can learn by the example that Neo Tokyo created, then your mod is just going to succeed no matter how crappy it is. If you can put that much time and effort into promoting the goddamn mod that you just made for four years... Hell, no matter how crap it is, people are going to play it and you are going to get the downloads because people will want to experience it because you took the time to tell them about it. Because you brought up the hype. You are 100% correct. And um, we've talked to developers before and they say take advantage of that time when you're not released because you are the opinion of your mod. You can mold that opinion into whatever you want it to be because as soon as you release, people will start making their own opinions. 
So use that public relations work to get your mod hyped, 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 and then release, and then you know people will want your mod just because of what you've been saying. You're molding your own sort of creation. Whether it's sort of true or whether it's sort of exaggerated or not, it doesn't matter because people will download it anyway. That's sort of what it's about with PR work. So you're 100% correct, Dave. They did do an awesome job doing PR. But what's, back to my question before, what's next now for Neo Tokyo? Well, Whatever I mean, the hell they want to do. <laughs> well, they've earned it. It, seem, it seems... Disney World! <laughs> well, it hey, seems, the devs of Black Mesa. That, that they just want to get it over with and go sip pina coladas on the beach and just relax. Because it seems like they've put in a lot of work to get to where they are now. So they want they to want pick up all the fat loot that their enemies have dropped. <laughs> yeah. They they have proverbially killed Onyxia. They 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 did it. So they're they're gonna take a break, and then after that, I'm sure they'll come back and either a realize, oh god, I never want to look at this mod again, or b realize, okay, let's let's see what we can do with this. So hell, this is one hell of a resume, Neo Tokyo right there. Oh yeah. yeah from that if you tried. I guarantee you any of the devs that worked on that mod will probably have a shot at a professional position. Because Neo Tokyo is better than probably 50% of most AAA games I've ever played. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not about how good it is. It's about the fact that they stuck to a development cycle and they produced content at the end of it. And that's what developers mostly look for is guys that can just stay the long run. I mean... But it did take them five years, so I mean, we we praise them. But yeah, it but did most take games do. Hey, um, have you ever played the Nameless mod? That took seven years, and that mod is fucking amazing. Wait, what's it called? The Nameless, the nameless mod. The Nameless. Nameless mod. For uh, Deus Ex, right? Deus Ex. Yes. Deus Ex. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. It's got like so many thousand lines of dialogue. It's crazy. Wow. Mm. But yeah, the, I think that they. Well, keep in mind, all of the cool stuff they want to implement, new game modes, new um, classes, things like that, are a bit ambitious for them now because it's going to take a long time to implement it into what they already have. People think, okay, now that they've finished their mod, now they can start, imp now they can start implementing all these cool features. But in reality, implementing features after you've made a mod is pretty difficult because now you have a whole set of assets you have to worry about it working with and not being buggy and not crashing so yeah. this is why i prefer single player games because as soon as it's released bam you're in history no matter how far you go along or how <laughs> how how you know how far history comes people will be able to download that and just experience the same experience that you crafted about a bazillion years ago so, you know, so with yeah. that question or with that statement one year from now will we be playing the same neo tokyo we see today yeah. Probably. I, a good I think question. We will. I think, I think we, will. we will. Yeah. I think they will. I don't think they'll change it too much because it's pretty damn solid as is, mm -hmm. and that's what the community will like. And the community that stays around will be so goddamn good you won't be able to play. <laughs> I already suck at it. I already <laughs> suck balls at this game. No, you'll get better. It's, no, it's dude, I will not. I, I'm so I, bad. I, I, I see it as like uh, Rainbow Six um, Rogue Spear. If I could still play Rogue Spear, I would not play any other video games. I would just still be playing Rainbow oh, Six. I'm totally 100% with that. I agree but, with that statement. 
but there's no community for it and no one playing it. So now we have an outlet for me, at least this is my new rogue spear. And it, for me, it's kind of like chess. It's just the, the rules and the game pieces are there and you don't really have to change it. It's what you make of it. So what I'm asking is in the next year or so, can we start exp expecting to see maybe clan play? Maybe, um, Oh yeah. There'll be clan play within yeah. the month. Yeah, you know that's what yeah. I think they should support more is like um, instead of like, hey, we need to add new content. It's the more like, hey, we need to support the community with this game, not support the game, just support the community, create the uh, the website, create the smash the ball, forum, yeah. create the uh, you know the community behind it, and just keep them playing because if you keep them playing, your game will go down in history. That's Here's basically a, sorry. What Hey, go on. Here's a random idea for Neo Tokyo. It's compared a lot to um, Counter Strike, but it's really not. Emmanuel said this, and he's right. It, it's Rainbow <laughs> Six in the future. And here's a random thought I had. Who remembers the Plan of Attack mod? Me. Great mod. Yeah. Remember how you could uh, plot out your own attacks and, like, share it with the team? Like in, say, Rainbow Six, where you had your detailed um, plans for each member. Right. Something like that in Neo Tokyo. The earlier Rainbow Sixes, yeah. Yeah, yeah but how many penises are we going to see drawn on maps because of this feature? Hey, it is your right to have that penis drawn on that map. <laughs> you know, it's done right when you have that penis drawn on your map. Well, that that uh, this is my this is what I think. They're not going to implement new features and new classes too much because if you look at them, there there's there's different types of developers. You have your developers like. Ackart who pump out more content content than you know what to do with. And then you have your developers who have a mix between, you know, OCD and uh, and then pumping out content. And then you have your developers like Decadence who will take one or two things and hone it down to perfection, even if it takes them their entire lives. And that's more Neo Tokyo style than anything else. So we're going to see them hone down and implement cool little visual features and maybe change gameplay Mind okay, Emmanuel, here's a perspective for you. Do you still play GoldenEye 64? And if you say yes, then that's basically how I think Neo Tokyo is going to end up. Yes, and that is how Neo Tokyo is going to end up. I, I see what you're what you're saying. Yeah, that's definitely it. Or it'll get like the first source. release. Is this like it's so memorable and so awesome? You'll come back to it regardless, and right. it doesn't it, need updates. You know, it, that's it, what you, I think. And when you think about it, it's not a very intricate game. It's just they've. It's it, it's more like the culmination of ten years of of different gameplays and games. And and they sat down and said, "Well, this is you know we have first person shooters. Let's take the things we like and make them perfect, and then just release this." So really, it's just the the result of ten years of first person shooters and and the best engine at the time that was able to handle it. So. I really do think it's unique gameplay um, in just the CTG mode where you're sharing a single flag, essentially. That is something that you don't see. William, can you just mode. call it one flag? Because that's what it is. Call it yeah. the tits. That's what it is. The boobies. <laughs> the we, we, refer, we affectionately refer to them as the boobies. Too many syllables. <laughs> tits is offensive. We use boobies. <laughs> Either way, so, it is a extremely unique game mode. I can't think of any game that has capture the plastic boobies. <laughs> is there any other game or mod that that has 
I'm sure there is. Wait, is it Source Forts that has that one flag? No, I'm trying to think of the mod that does it. There's, there's, there's a game where there's one flag and then there's, you have to fight for it. Bombing hey, like, run kind of counts. Uh, and I think there's a mode in Halo where there's one flag in the middle of the map. Dude, there's yeah. like a hundred modes in Halo with one flag. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not that big of a Halo player. I just know that there's about five jillion game modes. Yeah. I, I like I like the tension it creates though because you do have to you you are fighting over it and, mm -hmm. and but Fuck, yeah I I would I would like to see two things a new game mode first of all and uh, I would like to see um, another class I don't know no. why I just, really? what I have to say to that what oh. I have to say of that is okay they've got this pool okay and the pool is 100% awesome now if you make that pool bigger. The awesome spreads out, and yeah. you don't get as much. You dilute That's it. That's what I think. Yeah, you right. dilute but the awesome. If you make if you make the pool bigger and then fill it with raspberry jam, then it's really even more awesome. So that's like yeah, then it's diluted awesome. awesome with raspberry jam in between. Yeah, but raspberry. Jam <laughs> so, but I but I'm just Dude, saying. I think I think I, I think it could stand to have a fourth class because we, we remember in the interview they said, oh yeah, we had another game mode and we. We couldn't implement it, and we had another class, but we couldn't implement it. So they thought the same thing. It's just it takes a lot of work. Okay, Maybe I don't think it's. You I don't think it's that they couldn't implement it. They just realized that they shouldn't implement it, or they shouldn't be spending the time on it. At yeah. No point in my life has my idea ever been wrong. So <laughs> no, of I course think that it would be great, just because <laughs> it's my idea, and I, my idea is good. I think I think we've pretty much drained as much as we could talk about Neo Tokyo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. someone said yeah, just because they changed the flag to a robot model, it doesn't make it unique. What are you? Are you That's not dumb? what I was saying, though. That's not what I was saying. I was oh, saying that. You? No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying to James that that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about that it's a shared flag, single flag. Yeah, no, no, that that's yeah. You're fighting over a one objective. It's yeah, that's why we TV. like it. I don't care if it was a flag or a pair of breasts. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> we're fighting. You know, it, it, so. in Team Fortress, in Team Fortress Classic, Team Fortress Two, um, Fortress Forever, doesn't matter which version you play. Um, it's always the teams are very separate from each other. You just have like sort of a convoy of people going for the enemy flag, bringing it back, and they're just if they run into each other halfway, then they'll shoot each other. That's how Team Fortress works. But Neo Tokyo <laughs> is very refined. It is very tactical. Man. I play TF2 for the payload. I don't play it for anything else. For the what, sorry? The payload. Oh. <laughs> Can I just no. say, me too. I hated TF... I, I liked TF, TF2 for the first month and hated it until they added payload, and I love payload. It's the only thing I payload play. Payload is shit. We don't play... Me and my mates don't play anything else. Payload is the way to go. It, it is good. It is very good. I love that unified objective because you when you divide up the map into two flags or two multiple objectives it makes it boring whereas if you have one objective everyone's focusing on it makes it hectic and i like that mm. can i just say fat penis and move on thank yeah. you yep that is what we needed yep mm -hmm. anybody else have any other closing comments no in vagina this is this is it well, we've we've done the preview we've done the we've played the game it's come out bye Neo Tokyo. we're not gonna see for a while i guess this is why I did Neo Tokyo first, or else no one, no one would be like, hard mod, what's that? <laughs> okay, well, since we're doing the big names, then, what's that? Yeah, okay, go on. Since we're talking about the big names, let's move on to Age of Chivalry 
content release too then. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't get to play this, but the biggest thing I that this it. mod... Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. I played it. Tell us about the toe-to-toe -to -toe update. Uh, it's bloody. Yeah. It's That's... very bloody. Like, um, I'm talking your head gets chopped off and then you get the... Little blood coming out of your neck. <laughs> when you're lying there, it's just like it's like a fountain of red liquor. <laughs> now, uh, as I read it, the melee update, and this is what I wanted to find out, does it lock your screen to the character that you're fighting against? So, like, if you strafe, uh, it'll sort of do a circle thing? Maybe, but I've I never turned... I never locked onto anyone. I never used that feature. Okay, so you can lock now. That's what they mean by toe-to-toe? -to -toe? Uh... I'm not going to confirm or deny anything because I okay. couldn't tell you. All right. Anything else big but about it? The one thing um, that I'll mention about it is that uh, for all those people out there who are still getting TK'd, I've talked to the developers and they are going to fix it because right now people can join a game and just kill their team with no penalties, mm. no kicking, no auto-kicking, nothing. You, you can just kill and I joined an Australian server and I had two Americans come in and they were just sitting there killing everyone on this, on their team. That's always the Americans, right, Dave? And, and well, <laughs> they come onto another server and they're laggy and then they just go, whoop, let's just, yeah. you know, troll it up. So there you go. So they have, they are going to issue a patch just for everyone who's feeling the hate that comes out of these goddamn trolls who want to eat their face <laughs> yeah. but is it a good update dave yeah it's uh make sure you go into the options and turn gore to real ultra. glory ultra gore <laughs> make sure you do that all right you'll help me for it is um my last question about age of chivalry then is uh does it feel more of a one-on-one -on -one type game now it seems like they're trying to bring in single one player versus one player melee combat Instead of just, you know, sort of a clusterfuck well, of everybody swinging axes. It's still pretty much like you run into the meat grinder, everyone meets in the middle and goes, blah. But, um, you know, it's still fun. Like, <laughs> there is something to be said about just having a mace and just slamming someone in the face with this mace and just, like, having their face rip off. Yeah. One thing yes. that I've always said about mods, one thing that I've always enjoyed is uh, if it has gibbing... It's an insta-win in my book. Age of Chivalry has gibbing. Neo-Tokyo has gibbing. I didn't expect that. Has gibbing. Awesome. That's that's enough it for really me. Is. When, you if say, you, if you're when you say mod, gibbing... Or gibbing. Gibbing as in when, bodies exploding. Yeah, no, but like when you, think, when, you, when you do that, I think of Half-Life 1 where their body yeah. like just disappears and they turn to red chunks of meat. That's what I want. That's what I want in every <laughs> mod. I shit you not. <laughs> I'm all for it. It's so rewarding. Seeing a body just flop over, not rewarding. Seeing a body blow up into a stew of flesh and bone, rewarding. That's what you I You know like. what I prefer? I prefer pink mist. <laughs> I love me some pink mist. Sort of like how the boomer explodes in Left 4 Dead? No, no, not like that. I mean, like, you snipe someone in the head, and all you can see is... Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you've you've uh, put a tap in their head and turned it on full ball. To all developers out there, if you add gibbing, you have made your mod awesome. That's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. Heart of Evil Napalm Edition. 
Thomas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your mod was released. Yep. Tell hey, us about Thomas, it. I must say, um, just, just before you go on, I still like that video you made, man. Oh, I the, still uh, like it. Yeah. the video class like, that we did? Where you just like... You, oh, I can't believe you did that <laughs> with the with the camera and the gun and you threw it on the bed and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, that made it for me, man. Good job. <laughs> just wanted to compliment you on that. <laughs> so, Thomas, tell us about Heart of Evil. What can uh, we expect? What is it? Well, I'll start off by saying that Alex, uh, my mapper, actually did the entire release because I was singing Christian Bible songs with a bunch of little fuckers when this was released. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there singing this song. I'm so happy, feeling snappy. This is your, it was your choice, though. You applied for it. Dude, I want, you, I want everyone to know, just because I'm there doesn't mean that I'm changing. I'm changing to them. <laughs> but I'll get to that later. Um... Yes, Heart of kind Evil of Edition like was community released. service. Sorry? <laughs> I, was, I was saying, like, I was thinking, is he doing community service or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could get 26 DUIs in one car, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Thomas, what's different between Heart of Evil and, or Napalm Edition and the original Heart of Evil? Uh, well, it looks a lot better, I can say that, without a doubt. The maps have more props, high-resolution textures, the animations have been redone. Uh, a lot of the puzzles that people had troubles with or that were causing uh, bugs in the original have been fixed or replaced, so you have a lot more streamlined gameplay. You don't run into issues where it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? I have no idea, I have no clue. Or the really obscure ones like, oh, you need to put this 2x4 across these two windows. Oh, where's the 2x4? Well, it's in med station. Why they keep 2x4s in the med station, I don't know. I thought they fixed people there, not <laughs> buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's that's a lot more streamlined. Uh, the pathfinding on Barney has been fixed a lot. There are areas where he is required to do complicated things, and what we did, is, as opposed to having the player move him around, uh, a script takes over Barney's movement and it will actually guide him uh, to the objective. That being said, it looks really weird because he runs, stops, turns, runs, stops, turns, but at least he's not getting stuck on things. It's a limitation of Half-Life Engine. Yeah, that was the biggest actually, problem uh, of how hard it Thomas, was. when I was doing the spotlight for... because I had to record the, uh, Heart of Evil, I, I came into this little problem like you know you know at the very beginning where you um have to put the flare on that gate and then that helicopter the the plane drops the crate on the gate to bash it open mm -hmm. you know that part yep. well i put the flare on the gate and then barney was running behind me and i happened <laughs> to be over the right side anyway the crate came down smashed through the gate and then smashed barney into the wall behind it <laughs> like it, it and i was like how the hell did that just happen? <laughs> Easy. It's Heart of Evil. It's the only mod <laughs> cut off a guy's head and kick it around like a football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which might be the best, you know, gore feature in a game ever. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to cut off your head and play soccer with it in the middle of the war zone. That's, 
is is that a is that a rip from Postal by any chance? Uh, it probably is. Actually, yeah, Postal came out after it, they implemented that feature. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they stole it. Uh, maybe, maybe they, they did. did. <laughs> maybe running with scissors. I have been playing uh, Art of Evil. <laughs> Tell me, Thomas, though, why did you guys remove the opening cut screen with the flight of the Valkyries and the the helicopter going through the canyons and stuff? Bugs, lots and lots of bugs, because. What that is in the original map is a automated tram that takes you from point A to point B. And the biggest problem that we had is that to do this, we would have to keep the original disgusting-looking chopper prop. And we really, really, really did not want to do that because it would really stick out. It would be like, oh, yeah, everything looks great except for this big box of a chopper that's like 16 feet tall that the player could like drive a truck through the side. <laughs> And you can't do that with a huge, just throwing them out there, guys. Um, so we figured, okay. So we actually originally tried to like create a little box, a very, very tiny box that the player couldn't actually move in and synchronize it with a higher uh, resolution chopper model. That didn't work out so well because we had to move the player and the model at the same time. And if the player like ducked or did any kind of weird movements, it would actually hang up. And you would stay there, and the chopper would either keep going with you flying in mid-space, or it would kill you. So after much frustration, we decided, and this was actually pretty early on, to say, the heck with it, we're just going to take it out and replace it with that nice little LZ, which made a little bit more sense. Yeah, I like the LZ too. I was just sort of, you know, it's almost like that opening scene is the defining moment of Heart of Evil. A little bit depressed when I didn't get to see it flying through. Oh well. Yeah, it's okay yeah, though. I know. Yeah. The rest of the mod makes up for it. Put it that way. That's good. And tell us about the ending. Um. Without spoiling it, of course. Well, well what made you decide to do a different ending? Um. That's a very good question. You see, you would think that there is a lot more order to the madness, and there really isn't. Uh, let's see. The original ending, we didn't want to steer too far away from. But at the same time, we thought the alien thing was really dumb. And this, of course, was an enraged decision that I made just after seeing uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> and I was so pissed off at that movie, I said, no, there will be no aliens. That is a cop-out, and I still feel that way that was day, that aliens are... Jamesy? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man, I feel your pain. I hated yeah. that movie for what it was, not what it was about, but... <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no more aliens. <laughs> I will not do anything with aliens in it, ever. Like, I just think... Yeah, aliens did it. They built the pyramids. Stargate. So, uh, yeah. For 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 someone like me who never played Heart of Evil before and had no idea what this whole napalm nonsense was about, explain explain what it is. Like the differences between the two. Well, napalm was a flammable substance used in the Vietnam War. That <laughs> sticks to children. Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> Man, but either way, in the war. 
Thomas, I have to ask, do you guys feel bad that yeah, well, Neo Tokyo was released the same question. week? That wasn't a real question. Yes, it is. <laughs> for someone who doesn't know, who never played Heart of Evil, and doesn't... and and who, For someone who never played it, what is the Napalm Edition? I already asked him. He said updated graphics, updated... That was the first yeah. question, yeah. Okay. Noob. Bad. I was like, I think I kind of already covered that. <laughs> so I'll just ignore it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Thomas... As a developer, do you guys feel bad that uh, Neo Tokyo was released the same week, or is this for a different crowd? Uh, completely different crowd, and I didn't know that Neo Tokyo was released on the yeah, same day until I got back on Friday. I was like, hey, look at that! Neo Tokyo was released. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Thomas, you did get uh, quite a few hours in before Neo Tokyo. He got on the front page of ModDB too, so... Oh, yeah, he did. You, yeah, yeah. No, you, you got quite a big hit from that, so... No, Not to mention, you got on the spotlight without Neo Tokyo being on the spotlight as well, so... Yeah, yeah no, like, believe me, the release went way better than I had originally planned, so mm. props to Alex if he's listening to this, because, I like, the mod was done, we were getting ready to release for June 24th. And then Ashik, one of my beta testers, came out with his last set of bugs. And I'm like, you know what? These we can crush. And I promised anywhere between the 24th and the end of the month. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll bump it back four days. That's not so bad. I'm not breaking any promises. And that would give uh, Alex and the rest of the team four days to fix the bugs and release it. So that went down without a hitch for the most part. We crushed most of the bugs. There are still a fair amount in there that people are discovering, but so many of them have to do with the limitations of the Half-Life engine. There might be a patch, but I don't see it happening in the foreseeable future because we are just so tired of looking at this mod that we're like, ah, there it is, run! (laughs) (laughs) I've been working on this thing for the last two years, and it'll probably be my last project unless someone... Oh, yeah. Cabin fever. I hear it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that and a future educator probably shouldn't be making gory games where you can chop off people's heads and take them around like footballs. Rubbish. (laughs) Of course you should be, or else you're going to do it in real life, then you have a problem. (laughs) Well, Thomas, congratulations on the release. I think it went really well, and I'm... Very well done. I haven't played through it all yet. But uh, I'm excited. Heart of Evil is one of those things that you get to later. And it's no offense to the mod or anything. It's just something that it's always in the back of your mind. As I said, single-player games go down in history because they're always being able to be played regardless of whatever you download it from, whatever year. So it's going to be the same experience regardless. So. And then the next release mm-hmm. this week was Bisunu's Party, and I pronounced that right because... Is that how I, it's pronounced? Like, I had, I my, had such a hard goddamn time no, trying to say that name. Bisunu's. Bisunu's. It's French. And I had my girlfriend here, and I was like, tell me everything about this mod, because it was from a French developer. My girlfriend studies French. Mm. And Bisunu's is essentially... Or Bisunu's. Bisou... Yeah, Bisu mm. means kiss, all right? And Nours, mm-hmm. Bisu means kiss in French. It's it's not the it's the noun for kiss, not the verb to kiss. Um, mm-hmm. And Nours is cut from the word bear. So the mod's name is actually Kissy Bear Party. 
That's what it. That's what it translated <laughs> to in English. And there's a show so in France. Caber, yeah. And there's a show in France in France, and it's called Kissy Bears, which is essentially like Care Bears. It's not the same thing, but it's about all these bears that kiss people to make everything better. And you know the theme song to the actual mod that you've played. If you've loaded up the mod, is the theme song to the show. Be soon ours. So that's the story behind the name. The mod is interesting. I loved it. Emmanuel hated it. No, I, I thought about it. I, I think the reason I didn't like it was because we were playing in a pub and it was pretty laggy. So if if you can get a good ping, it, it'll be good. It, but keep in mind, this is deathmatch, 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 deathmatch. As deathmatch as you can get. So if you like deathmatch, play this deathmatch mod. But if you're expecting some fun run around, hoo-hoo, shooting kind of mod, then you're not going to find it here. It's really, it's actually very hardcore gameplay-wise, wasn't it? The movement was very quick, and it actually has very quickish movement. I really liked it. Some of the best yeah, um, mod I've ever played. I didn't actually play. I had to grab a trailer because I was running out of time when I made the spotlight, but uh, he released this uh, gameplay footage, and all it was was just the developers bunny-hopping yeah, for ten minutes. single where, and wait, I was wait. like, God damn. Actually, what... That's impressive. <laughs> on the surface... No, actually, on the surface, this mod seems like a joke, right? When you're looking at the screenshots, 100% a joke. But when you load it up, Emmanuel's right. They actually tweaked the movement engine. That's not skill, Dave. You can do that yourself. They made it easier to bunny hop in-game. And essentially, this game is so fast-paced, it reminds me of the original Unreal Tournaments. And, and Emmanuel and I were talking... And we were saying, well, would this be better on an actual deathmatch game, not on Source? And I think we sort of came to the consensus that, yeah, it would be better on, on like, the Unreal Tournament well, engine. Isn't Sorry. Source the original deathmatch game? Like, Half-Life deathmatch? No, I know, but... No, that's not deathmatch. That's... Yeah, that's, I can never see Source being deathmatch. That's physics mind fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, technically, yes, it is deathmatch, but it isn't classic, like, fast-paced quake deathmatch so this is right as nick says half-life also has you know uh, or sorry this this mod be sooner's party also has um control points there's a there's a control points campaign there's even a co-op campaign called uh um co-op uh it's like communist only with co-op in the middle of it <laughs> it's about communist bears fighting uh yeah co-op unist it's it's about these bears fighting off a horde of zombie gingerbread men and crazy shit like that. The game's nuts and it's all in French. This game is fun, but you have to really like Deathmatch. I I enjoyed it a lot and uh, the visual style is actually quite nice. There are some really nice maps that pop out because of the way they did sort of the cell shading texturing. It's nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this mod. Um, I think a lot of people would like it if if you like Deathmatch. I think we're gonna be playing it next week on the play session. So we'll have a server up. I'd like that. Yeah, because uh, you're right, Emmanuel. It's kind of weird. Does it? I find this absolutely sort of retarded almost. In that this mod is advertised on every other mod site that, you know, an English mod is, is advertised on. But only French people are playing it. And there's only French people up. Well, how does that even make sense? I didn't even know people are offended by, the, the by how much they've... Uh, promiscuated the drug use in this game, I would assume. I mean, marijuana plants are fucking everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And bongs and 
It's funny though. It's not that bad. I mean, it's not like violent or anything. It's just no, you, sort of no, you know what you mean. Like, okay, for example, violence is cool. Nudity, oh my god, drugs, holy shit. You know, that's not sure. It is simply not a so. serious enough mod for a serious gamer like me. My time is but precious. But that's the thing. But and that's I the thing. The deathmatch is serious. The gameplay of the mod is extremely serious. You have to be fucking good at deathmatches to be good at this game. Hey, Will. Will. Yep. First impressions are lasting impressions. I know. I know. That's what I'm trying to... That's why we have this podcast, I guess. Here's, here's my problem with it. All right. Coming from someone who vehemently loves deathmatch games i will say that the guns as they've implemented them are not very good as it stands but with some tweaking i think it could be a better game that's all i'll say about it yeah i think i'd agree with that anyway moving on um we got a couple more releases this week very hard mod in afterlife 2 i didn't play any of this anybody else um no? afterlife 2 is really good play that that's one of those don't ask why just do it um, it, it says episode two. Is there an episode one? Yeah, I'm not sure. All that's I know is that question. it's 300 megs, so that's good enough for me. If you don't own Maybe. episode two, then what are you doing listening to this show? No, no I'm saying, is it is there an episode one of this mod? Is this the second episode of the mod? Yeah, uh, it's called it's Afterlife 2, so is there an Afterlife 1? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I thought it was for episode two. Like, you needed episode two to play it. No, no, no. No, it's called Probably No, it's called it, Afterlife Two, so I don't know. It does it does use um, some pretty cool stuff. Uh, some and why cool is it called Afterlife Two for Half-Life Two Episode Two? <laughs> <laughs> the returning of the two innings. Mm. This time too harder. <laughs> anyway, um, so I don't Very know. Very good. Give it a give it a shot. Uh, I would like to when I finish it I'll give my final quotes on it. So Yeah. So what about Very Hard Mod? Did anybody get to play that? I haven't, but I really want to because it looks really awesome. It I looks. Hate... So... Sorry. I hate difficult mods. I'm sorry. I just I don't like to punish myself. You're just a bitch. I am a bitch. I like <laughs> I like my math hard. I like my women hard, but I do not like my mods hard. I'd, I'd rather enjoy myself. I'm glad you stopped at women because. <laughs> I like my penis yeah. hard, preferably plastic. <laughs> it, it's just I just don't I just don't see the fun in torturing yourself. And Philip does; he loves it. He must be a masochist, but I just do not see the entertainment in uh, in making yourself hate yourself. So. It it just looks like a really good uh, brain twister. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I didn't get that. that from the screenshots, but uh, I didn't really look at it that hard. Uh, watch the walkthrough. Oh, okay. Like, I haven't seen any combat. It's just puzzle solving. Oh. All right, fair enough. Okay, Emmanuel, take us through... Actually, before Media Blitz, uh, what's everybody been playing? Generally. Uh, no, what have I been playing? Is it happy mods? No, 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 anything, Dave. This is where we get to know you. This is the get to know you oh. section. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Armor 2. Yeah. All right, I wish I, I could play. That. I wish I could play some Armor 2. I wish I could too. Download the demo, try it out. It is my f the Arma series is one of my favorite games, and I've got it on Steam. I even bought it in the German release, but it hates my sound drivers. I can you know play what? it, but sound corruption too. The sound corruption. I, ha I have to say this. I have to say this. One of the best quotes in my entire gaming experience 
has has come from Ama too. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Um, okay, I think it's the third level. You start off, and the commander's like, "We're gonna split these guys like a tie hook of thighs." And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, oh, yeah, that's awesome." <laughs> uh, um, I've got to, I've got to try armor too. I've been, I just finished uh, Get a Light this week, so, um, what a bad ending, really. <laughs> but I, but I have to oh. say, if you haven't played Get a Life, please do play Get a Life. It is, it's very long, it's very intricate, it's very, the worst modeling I've ever seen, ever, 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 literally the worst mod, uh, modeling ever. But great and mapper HUD. was mapping. And HUD. Dave, you mentioned game quotes, and oh my god. I don't think anybody has ever... If, if somebody who's listening to the show has played this game, then let me shake your hand. But has anybody played Breed? It's a single... Just a... On its own title. Not a mod or anything like that. And it's just like a single player game. Anyway, you're playing through this game. I can't even remember what the, the game is fucking about. And... You're you're going through this this level and you're supposed to be stealthy about it, and and if you break the stealth, the the commander it it stays in my head for the for as long as I can remember. the The commander goes so much for stealth. <laughs> it's just so funny. He just goes so much for stealth, and that's my favorite game quote. That's a pathetic game quote. I'm so sorry, much for stealth. That's, that's that's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to play Breed and see it. There's some pretty good ones. The, my mm-hmm. favorite game quotes are serious, though. They're not funny. Yeah. What have you been playing, William? What have I been playing? Yeah, um, Call of War as 2. Call of War as 2. Hells yeah. Awesome game. Honestly, the, the only thing holding this game back from a perfect score is lack of co-op. So... But if if mm. you're a if you're a Western first person shooter fan, then my question to you is if you don't have this game, why not? So download the dueling mode pisses me off. Oh well, yeah. I want to play Wanted again. I really um, want to play Wanted. Oh, Wanted Half Life. Yeah. There's a blast get, from the past. Yeah, we've yeah. got to get a working version of that and play it as and play it in the post uh, post podcast. Post podcast session. Well, we can't good. play it today. Not today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, Emmanuel, take us through Media Blitz. Uh, Media Blitz. Um, not very much. Uh, we have uh, the interview with uh, Ed Harrison, the brilliant, brilliant uh, musician behind the music for Neo Tokyo. Uh, and guess I, what? He's a fucking Australian. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. The only good Australian music creator ever by the way i don't i cannot name one besides him so did you go uh, to his house dave hey dave have you gone to his house he lives in sydney i live in bris vegas (laughs) like we know (laughs) what that means Uh, yeah so y'all are like five miles away from each other right (laughs) oh that's probably about like four days in a car well i've uh uh, the interview is pretty good. He goes over um, the creation of the music and um, what his inspirations are and things like that. I've actually got the OST right in my hands, and it's awesome. So if you did like Neo Tokyo, um, do them a favor and buy the OST, preferably the tangible version, the the actual CD you can buy and put on your desk and feel smug to yourself every time you sit down. Um, 
Then we have uh, modular combat. Um, they've done a, um, a comparison between um, a year ago and now, which I like this idea. This is very cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a looking back. Yeah, you can see the differences. Um, the difference between 1.04 and uh, the release now, which is, what is it? Two, yeah. It, it, it's it's a pretty it's pretty cool to see the uh, see the difference. Someone did this for Counter Strike. They did a ten year synopsis of it, and it was really cool. Um, a lot has changed. You can you can definitely tell. So very cool. I would uh, I would suggest giving that a look over. And if you are developing your own mod and you've been at it for a while, I would suggest doing this to generate a little uh, interest in your mod because it's also cool to if you've never played a mod and you see how much progress it's made, it kind of entices you to try it out. Not only that, but because uh, none have been around for that amount of time. Yeah, yeah, but Dave said earlier, first impressions are lasting impressions, and if a mod is released, and okay, let's be a little bit honest, when when Modular Combat version 1.04 was released, it wasn't that great, so people aren't gonna go back and play it, right? Yeah. If if you get a bad impression first off, first off the bat, then you're not gonna go back and play it. So I think what Matthew's trying to do with this post is say like, listen, we've changed. This is what's different now. So if you had sort of a, a sour feeling in your mouth about modular combat, try it out again. We assure you it's going to be totally different. It's going to be a different gameplay mechanic. Um, you're going to get a whole new idea of this whole mod. And I think for mods that sort of started out rough, they should probably do something like this. But this would be useless for a mod like Neo Tokyo or something like that. Where they just it, it would still be cool, though, to see it, the difference between 2004 and Oh, they, they kind of did that, actually. There's actually a post that Ryan put together yeah, about uh, the Neo Tokyo archives. Mm -hmm. but that's so. I guess does, a little bit is, is Half Life Two short stories out? No. Yet. No. Okay. And doesn't Al Hapa look like he's gonna fuck you up in your sleep? I just I just want to <laughs> say, if you have not released your mod by no means of the. In any sense, do I ever want to see your ugly face? Just touting your mod. You know, he's listening to the live stream. He's gonna he's gonna come to your house and kill you. That's fine. Just there's a reason why I do not put my face on the podcast. And uh, one of them being I, is that I have facial hair, and I don't want to put that on other people. William has no problem with it for whatever reason. But, Dude, uh, if you just... have facial hair, you gotta learn how to control it. Like I I currently have a full face beard, but it's respectable. Because no, I, no, I respect that. Mine's respectable. What are you talking no, about? No, that's fine. I, I fully respect that you don't want to reproduce at all and you want to scare women away. That's great. More women for me. But don't... Uh, I'm digressing. What I mean to say is finish your mod, then do something like this. I mean, imagine if modular combat... Not necessarily, though. You know, what, you know what I really liked about this video is that we got... And a lot like with, uh, with the Cry of Fear one and the Heart of Evil... Um, sort of developer diary or whatever, um, we got to see exactly what they work on and how they work on it. It's good for people who don't work on mods to see mod developers in their sort of den, in their creationist mode. And I really enjoyed looking at how he imported the uh, the Zen Flyer into Half-Life 2. I liked looking at that sort of stuff because I don't know how they do that. It was fun okay, to look but at. I, I agree fully. I would love to see one of these for Neo Tokyo or for Get a Life, but those are released and I've played those and I feel, you know, I, it's something I've played and I feel akin to. This is something that isn't out yet. So I look at this and I feel like the developer's wasting time when they could have spent that time 
releasing the mod. You know what uh, this reminds me of? A while ago, there was a source mod um, replicating that movie where those guys, it, there's just a monster in the town and those guys have the shaky camera. I forget what it was called now. Cloverfield. And the mod was called Great yeah. Watch or something. That's what? That's right. And that guy put his face on everything and then the mod failed. And it turned out that uh, he was like a cultist for Earth. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> I'm just hearing about this. Okay. He, he released um, after about like maybe three months after he released his mod. Uh, sorry. Killed his mod. He never released it. Though he, <laughs> um, uh, he posted a YouTube link about how we should save Mother Earth and Gaia. Gaia? Maybe he just Gaia, really likes Earth anime spirit. girls. Gaia the Earth Spirit. Mm. Mm. Now mm. that's 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 some pretty cultish shit. No. It's just it just I I I like the idea. I love going behind the scenes of things that I like, be it musicians, mod developers, or writers, but it's after I've played or experienced the content they've created. I don't wanna I don't wanna see it until no. It's sort of hard for them to do that, though, wouldn't you think? Because if you're going behind the scenes, you want to see it as they're working on it, what they're working on right now, you know? And if you're going to go behind the scenes later on after you've already completed it, he's going to just load the model up into, like, XSI or whatever and say, like, this is what I made, here's the animation reel. That, yeah, that's like, who cares? No, it's like the extra content on a DVD you go through and see the making of. That's what I would like. I would like to see the making of. It's just I'd rather until... Do you ever do that? Do you ever watch the extra content on a DVD before you watch the DVD? Oh, so are you saying he should have held out releasing this until after it was released? Right, yeah. Okay, so that way right, I, that's a little bit different. Yeah, that way I don't feel like I'm, you know, being cheated because he hasn't, because he's not working on the mod, and so that way I have okay, something I to look at after I play When you go and see a movie now, in a lot of theaters, they have behind the scenes of movies that are being currently made before the movie shows. Yeah, I like those actually. Yeah, those are really awesome, and I think I that's kind of akin to this. I, I hate that. I really, I you know what I really hate when you're watching a show like MythBusters and they show the spoilers in between breaks, like this is up what's coming up next, and they show the car exploding and killing three people, and you want to wait and see that. You want the suspense, you know. Well, that's kind of like what me with me. I'd rather wait it out and have something to chew on later instead of now. Fair enough. Fair point. Yeah. It's. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, so hey. <laughs> Even Emmanuel. But mine's right. Then, you're <laughs> fucking joking. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, Alright, so I guess we can move right on into question discussion. Like I said, the interview was postponed for the 12th, or maybe farther. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the 12th. I might not even be here on the 12th, actually. You better. I, I don't know if I can host a podcast by myself. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to find somebody else to host the podcast. At least before when I left, Thomas hosted the podcast and not Emmanuel. Yeah, if I host it, you're going to come back and it's just going to be... It's going to be on fire. Time. I'll do it. I promise we won't kill each other. Maybe. <laughs> Either way, I may or may not be here. I'm moving my stuff into my apartment next weekend. So it depends whether or not the, the internet guys show up on the Saturday. They never will. I know, you can Please. never be too sure with those guys, right? But uh, I can decrypt weapon WPA, so I might just be able to steal wireless. That might also work. Or you could just tether to your iPhone and use that, because now you have 3GS. Yeah, that's true or too. Or you could just go to like a Starbucks or something. 
and look like a complete in the podcast. Asshole. Yeah, that would look great. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring my condenser mic and my two laptops. <laughs> we'll do the live stream from Starbucks. <laughs> I've seen people do that. You wouldn't be too far. Oh, I've I've seen people do that too. Yeah, they bring in like power bars and everything. Uh, like full desktop sets too to Starbucks is ridiculous. I've anyway, seen, I've I've seen someone bring two monitors. They actually had a dual monitor set up with their laptop. <laughs> people work all day at Starbucks. It's like their office. It's nuts. Anyway, okay, moving on to the Planet Philip poll question, of course. Um, so let's cue this up. You don't have to listen to the live stream anymore, Dave. By the way. Oh sweet, you fixed that. Excellent. Got it. So here we go. Um, this is Planet. This is Philip's uh, poll question of the week. Number. I don't know. I don't know what number this is. Number one thirty. Here we go. Hi. Here's the Planet Philip poll question one hundred and thirty. Would you like to go back to Zen in episode three? So there it is. Would you like to go back to Zen in episode three? Yes. Hell I'm no. gonna say I'm no. Sick of those fucking jumping pads. Can I? Can I just, <laughs> listen, I, I want I want you to listen very carefully. I've said a lot on this podcast, and I've I've tried to been I've tried to be very serious about it sometimes when I mean to be serious. But this is the most serious thing I'll ever say to you, William, and I mean this with all of my heart. Fuck you. Zen. <laughs> I do not want to go back. Ever, 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 ever. I hate it almost Manual? more than I hate trams. Never want to go back. The stupid jumping trampolines and the stupid aliens and never again. Why you know what, though? Just Freeman just fucking fly. That'd just make it so much easier. Because <laughs> he isn't Duke Nukem. He doesn't have a fucking jetpack. But he's he should, Gordon though. goddamn Freeman. He has everything except for a jump pack. Well, yeah. Jump, he has a jump, jump pack. pack. He doesn't have a jet pack. Give it a, give, hey, give it William pack, modeled his facial hair after Gordon Freeman. Come on. I did. He's well, got everything. True. We're going. We're, we are going to the Borealis, so that's that's right. all I care about. I don't care what they do before and after, as long as I get to go to the Borealis and see some snow. That's cool. This is this is the thing. I love Zen, unlike you guys, but I don't want to see Zen in episode three because that's what not what episode three is going to be about. Episode three is going to be about the Borealis and tying up the series. Going back to Zen will not tie up the series, and I will be pissed off if they do that. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I just want to see Zen updated in, say, the Source Engine, because it it was actually one of my favorite areas in Half-Life One, because it drew it was such a nice contrast from Gray Corridor to the concrete. No, they they just got fucking tired of making the game and went, fuck it, let's just slap together some crappy textures and some jump pads <laughs> and some easy ass brushes. Oh, Zen! If I if I had to choose between Zen pads and trams, um, trams. I don't. Trams, yeah, because then pads, at least you can kill yourself on. And you can at least, <laughs> at least you're doing something, and trams are just like, all right, yeah. time to wait. Yeah. Uh, you Fair can enough. kill yourself in real life, but that's permanent. So. We're 100% in agreement. No to Zen. <laughs> Interesting. And, and knowing our luck, there's going to be Zen. It's just going to be eight hours of Zen. You know. You know what? I, I wouldn't make my day if it was eight hours of Zen, ten minutes of you know some stupid cutscene, and then fifty minutes of a tram, and I would just say, "Fuck you, Emmanuel!" At the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> all the shit I've said to Valve about them postponing their release dates. In. You know what? Gabe has just scrapped Half-Life Three right now, and he's making that game as we speak. No, he's not. He's making right, right now. He's working on Left 4 Dead Four and Three. 
No, Jay doesn't work on that. Email. He just sent me an email just now, and he just said, <laughs> I, hey, I'm listening to this podcast, 17, and Emmanuel's right. That would totally make a much better game. I'm going to make <laughs> Well, actually, while we're on it, this isn't the question, but I do, I am genuinely curious as to what you have to, guys have to say about it. How long do you think episode three will be? It'll be about the same length as, uh, as the, all the episodes put together. It, it can't be. Whoa, oh, you said all put together? Put together, mm-hmm. okay. So oh, you're, okay, you're so thinking about 24 hours. One or two? No, no, no. One and two put together. Right. Okay. Well, you know, it, it, to put this in perspective, even if they put one and two together, it's still not as long as um, not as long as uh, Half Life Two. It's only half as long. It'll get close though. Wouldn't don't wouldn't you say it would get close? I think it would. It'll be no. normal length. It'll be like you know, hey, I played this for like you know, fifteen hours. Yeah, if, I think it'll be fifteen to twenty. If if they put, I think I think, they're, I think their logic behind, I think the logic behind it is they want episode. The three episodes to be as long as Half Life Two was put together, so episode you know, one was five a single hours. And you walk to the end of the corridor, and it says, "Congratulations, <laughs> wait for episode four. No, Congratulations, four. you have completed a great game." I don't think there's going to be an episode four. No, no, no. There is no episode four. Gabe said it. There's going to be three episodes, and then from there they'll decide what to do. Probably a Half Life Three. God, I they hope they don't. There's going to be no more Halos, but fuck, they went back on that, didn't they? Yeah, but that scares me. Can you imagine a time in your life without Half-Life, without any Half-Life prospects? Uh, yeah, yeah I was so. living for a long time before. No, Half-Life I mean came. like now. Now that we've had Half-Life, I don't no, want. I, the, I don't dude, want the series it to die. Evolve around the center of my universe. I'm sorry. It does for me. Fuck you, Dave. It does for me too. Kind of. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, if someone said, "Listen, you cannot play another video game ever," if not, you can't play another video game ever, but if you had to kill all IPs, what is the one IP you would leave? I would say Half-Life. It's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. That's another good one, yeah. though. You're right. What's another good one? Dungeon, the D&D series. So, like, Oblivion oh. and Neverwinter Nights. With so. Rule Book 4. Oh, yeah. And then I just live forever playing that you're game. Big, you're a big D&D fan, aren't you, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, like I love I need to get around D- to getting Rule Book 4. D&D blows me away and how boring it is, but I keep on playing it. I don't know why. I had fun playing D&D. Um, I got... I went to a D&D drinking party, which was just basically I was playing D&D drinking at the same time. And my cousin got really drunk, and he started LARPing. He got in, like, this cloak, <laughs> and he got a hockey stick, and he called himself Tydor. His name is Tyler. He called himself <laughs> Tydor. He's like, I am Tydor the Indestructible! And he started hitting people with hockey sticks. I was like, Tyler, we're not LARPing. fell into a trap and killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. All right. Back, back subject. on subject. <laughs> back on subject, you fools. Episode three. Um, I, would you would you all be looking forward to a Half Life three? Half Life what? Half Life. I 3. can live without Half Life three, honestly. It's not gonna like you know make me cream my pants because you know I've come to the point where I just don't really feed the hype machine too well you know i can't honestly answer that question until i until i play and beat half-life 2 episode 3 i i agree with that but i think to me what uh after episode 3 i think what valve should be doing is uh releasing sort of the or not valve but maybe gearbox again or something they should be releasing the expansions like they did with half-life 1 and show like alternate storylines 
I'm for that. Yeah. I'm I'm all for that. I'm for side stories. That's what kept Half Life alive for me without killing it off. You know, like without making it bland. And then maybe Posing in like force, five, six years. I think was a lot better than Half Life. Yeah, me I agree. Too. I agree. But oh, but better. keep in mind, Valve did all the hard work. Gearbox came in and said, oh, "Well, blam! Yeah. Look at all these tools we have. Let's make a cool, a cool game." Yeah. And but, uh, Blue Shift can suck my left testicle. I, I liked Blue yeah, Shift, like but Blue it wasn't either. it wasn't anything fancy for me. I liked I like, it. I sat down and I went, "Right, ah, cool, Blue Shift. All right, sit down, get all my chips, get all my shit. Am I ready? Yep. Let's play a game and get immersed." <laughs> and then I was like, "What?" It's, it's over. Fuck you, Barney Calhoun. <laughs> what the fuck? Did Valve do Blue Shift? No, Gearbox did. No, Gearbox did. Fuck Gearbox. They were like, they were like, okay, we're making this really cool like side story to Half Life, and uh, you you four over there, go make a map. <laughs> now, now think of nothing about this. What about if next E3, right? You're looking at this video, and it's it's in the uh, it's in the Valve um, corner. And it just shows a black, like a, a black screen, and it's fading in, right? And it comes in on this character, and it goes up to the face, and there's Adrian Shepard, and he and he just looks into the camera and says, "Dude, that motherfucker didn't have a face. He can't <laughs> yeah, face. No, but that's I cream that, my he, pants. He, Let me just he, tell he you that right now. You saw it? No, he didn't. He had a gas mask. Yeah, he had a gas, had a gas mask. mask. Okay, no, okay, then one like goes in on the gas mask. How cool would yeah. that be? And like the cool new source render, it would be sweet. That would be cool. Man, I don't think uh, Adrian Shepard would be back, mostly because there is no military. Yeah, it'd be like a combine version of Adrian we Shepard. We don't know what kind of resistance there is in other countries. Right, other cities. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I'm thinking more continent-like. Okay, well, you're right. think Dan. about this. Half-Life happened. Adrian Shepard was in that Black Mesa. How the fuck is he going to get off the country? Um, the G-Man went, up. Oh, you're, you're being put in a parallel dimension because I feel like it. And just maybe like, the G-Man has some use for him. Yeah, just yeah. like he did with Gordon Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to uh, see a combinified New York, like with that one picture where they have the Striders and shit standing over the United Nations building. Hmm. But that's the uh, thing with Valve. They never really use real-life areas. Yeah. That's what I sort of like. They they create everything new. Half-Life 2 is very European-esque. It is. It is very European. And I think if they brought it over to New York or something to that effect, it'd be boring. I wouldn't like that change in scenery. Which but. is odd. I've always I've always asked myself, how did Half-Life 2 become European-esque? It's an American team, but it's very European. You're right. It's weird. Because it's far. It's just there's so much more scenery, and it's far more interesting in Europe. You you could you could, from if with a five hour drive in a car from France, you can hit anything. You can hit New Sweden, or you could go to Italy or Greece or Norway. It's just that's why I think they did that. It's just you don't see American developers do that very often, you know. Iterate on them, European. Anyway, that's the end of the show. I think I think we're good. <laughs> Yay! Right? It's only two hours. We could do better yeah. than that. Well, Ooh. I'm not talking about Neo Tokyo anymore, and we've said everything. We so can, is this so. it? Even if they do media releases, we're just not gonna. No one cares. Who, Who Neo Tokyo? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, if they're coming out with a new version, it's not like we're gonna say like "fuck you, Neo Tokyo." You already at least got your chance. <laughs> <laughs> we should, but we won't. Oh, as we speak, there are ten people in the uh, podcast seventeen server. So I guess people were listening. 
Uh, can you change the uh, max to 24 because the things are going to fill up? We're just going to kick them all and then lock the server. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> no, we'll Let's jump in. We'll see what's server. going on. All right, anyway, um, that's the end of this episode of Podcast 17. For all you people who are not listening to the live stream, tune in next week on Sunday. We're going to have the Ross God interview almost definitely. Hey, uh, before we go, William, can I just yep. do something? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, right, right, right. Go for it, Dave. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot. On right now, we have a new promotion going on. It's called The Summer of Mods and Indies. And uh, basically what it is, it's uh, a mid-year celebration of mods that have come out in the first six months of the year since mod of the year basically and it's it, it's basically to help remind you about what has come out and uh you know to help bring your mod to the forefront for mod of the year because we realized um that the mod of the mods that the public picks are mostly the mods that get released in the arse end of the year for mod of the year so to help that we've kind of come up with a mid-year celebration sort of thing so uh we are looking for teams mod teams and developers who have something that's already been released and they want to get extra promotion basically and uh, in order to do that we need you to work with us so you need to actually do this yourself and with our help you know we're not going to hold your hand through this sort of thing we, we need you guys to uh, to help bring your assets to bring your stories to bring your you know your examples and uh, suggestions and whatnot as to how your mod was being developed or being played or how you want to promote your mod it's all up to you if you want more information you can just email ryan at moddb.com and he will help you out and hopefully we'll get you the promotion you need and get you the spotlight basically nice can, hmm. can i can i plug something real quick too no sure. please sure, man. okay I, i've got this new site called manualsfeces.com and every scared? day I'll be taking uh, HD resolution photos of my poop. And uh, from that site, you'll be able to rate them from 1 to 5. And uh, and the winner will uh, get to get that poop in the mail in a box. So. Anyway, back to Dave's thing. <laughs> Does a mod <laughs> team have to develop a, a release within the year in order to get on this sort of list? Uh, well, you have to really... It's it's within the last six months, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. clarifying for the people out there. Yeah. So well, anyway, uh, Dan, do you want to plug stuff? Not this week. Maybe next week. Maybe TBF. Maybe. Next week. It's not. Okay. Yeah, next week. It's not ready yet. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not gonna say what the acronym means. I'm just. It's gonna be bad. Oh, that. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so I think that closes up the show. For all those yep. people not listening to the live stream, tune in next week, Sunday, 10 a.m. New York time. That's negative 4 GMT, negative 4 UTC. Uh, I don't know what else I can say. For a funeral <laughs> acts like BBC and ATP and UMP. Negative 4 <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be interviewing Ross Scott. We're going to be playing Bisunuru's Party, if nothing else big gets Bizan released. Norris. It's yeah. Bizan Norris. That's how English people say it. <laughs> That's how it's said in the right countries. <laughs> um, also, we got our own servers, so don't miss out on the live streams. All you guys listening to the recorded shows later, if you can make it, then show up. 
because this is what it's all about. And uh, all you live stream listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be getting to our post game show.